Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Before we start another escapade with the McGees, they have this word for you. Say, Molly, here's something every home ought to have. It's called a Selectoray Protecto Alarm. The hardware store is selling them for only $139.50. Oh, no, you don't, McGee. Hmm? When it comes to protection, you know there's nothing like those Prudential sickness and accident plans of ours. Yeah, you bet your life there isn't. The Prudential's income protection plan covers you 24 hours a day against just about every kind of accident and all types of illnesses and diseases. And this plan can pay you a steady monthly income for as long as 10 years in case of illness and for possibly the rest of your life in case of accident. And you know, once you take out Prudential's income protection plan, not a soul can cancel it, except, of course, yourself. Yeah, and it's guaranteed renewable, too, just like it says in the contract. You can also get a hospital and surgical expense plan to help pay off those costly medical bills. And friends, Prudential has prepared a little booklet telling you all about these wonderful sickness and accident plans. And for your free copy of this new Prudential booklet, write your name and address on a postcard along with the words, Sickness and Accident, and send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. The scene is the examining room in Dr. George Gamble's office. It's time for Mr. and Mrs. McGee's semi-annual checkup. And the doctor is going over the weaker member of the team right now. And your blood pressure's okay, too, my boy. Well, Natch. Now, let me put this stethoscope on your chest and see how the... <laughs> oh, that's cold, Doc. Sorry, <laughs> I should have warmed it for you, Jumpy. All right, now. Cough. <coughs> Again. <coughs> well, well, your chest seems okay. It's about a foot and a half lower than it ought to be, but that's all right. <laughs> Look who's talking about a low chest. <laughs> guy with no chest, a guy that his chin's run right into his tummy. Oh, shut and... up and hold still while I thump you. Mm. Sounds good, huh? Yes, lovely. Your chest has the bright, clear ring of a wet drum. But for you, that's normal. Anything normal about you is always a pleasant surprise. It's very amusing, Doctor. Now, how's about letting me get out of this sheet and into my shirt, Fatso, before I catch my death of cold? Just be patient. I'm nearly through with you. Nearly through? Mm-hmm. My gosh, what can you do to me that you haven't already done? I've been looked at, listened to, punched, pinched, poked, probed, and pounded till if I wasn't sick when I come in here, I will be when I leave. How am I? Up to now. Insufferable as usual, but healthy. Step up on the scale here, please. Oh, I don't need to. I weigh 157 pounds with my clothes on, which is exactly what a man my height and weight is supposed Step to weigh. Step up on the scale. Okay, if you want to get technical. 157 with clothes on, huh? Ha! You weigh more than that in your pin feathers. Well, that's all I weighed before Christmas. How much does this broken-down scale of yours claim that Doesn't I... Doesn't matter. Get dressed. Hmm? You're not fat. It's just that your weight is so badly distributed, and bad distribution leads to poor circulation. Oh, is that so? Yeah. I bet I circulate more than any guy you know. Even more than you, sailor. What do you mean, sailor? I address as sailor anybody like you who's got a bell-bottom and pants. 
As for my particular shape, it's a good shape for the shape it's on. And in. All right, all right. All Anyhow, right. it isn't your weight I'm concerned about. It's your wife's. Molly, mm-hmm. what's wrong with her? She's okay, isn't she? Sure, sure, she's in fine health. The only thing is, it would be an excellent idea if she'd take off about ten pounds. You ought to take off about ten pounds off your fat head, fat head. Molly's perfect the way she is, and you know it. The only trouble is, I hate to come right out and ask her to go on a diet. Women are so darn touchy about weight control. They get insulted. Hey, you, you really think she ought to lose a few pounds, huh? Yes, I do. But I don't want to make her sore, and if I say... Hey, I've got it. Huh? I'll just tell Molly that you are ten pounds overweight, and I want to put you on a diet. Huh? And I'll ask her to give you moral support by going on the diet with you, see? That way we'll get her weight down. Hey, now, just a darn minute, Doctor. Hold everything. We want to get her weight down. What's wrong with that idea? Trying to think. Nothing, I guess. Good. Go into my office and wait for me. Oh, Miss Ogilvy. You know, Doc, this ain't a bad scheme, if I do say so myself. Oh, the doctor wants you, Miss Ogilvy. Thank you, Mr. McGee. Yes, Dr. Gamble? Type out a copy of that 1,200-calorie diet I made up a couple of weeks ago. Yes, sir. For whom is it, Mr. or Mrs. McGee? Well, I told McGee it's for his wife, that we're only asking him to go along with it to help her lose weight. Know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, you mean he's the one who's really overweight. (laughs) As a matter of fact, they're both overweight. (laughs) Aren't we the little devils? Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. This year is the vital year in the fight to the finish against infantile paralysis, dread crippler of little children. This year, the fight will take $64 million, funds needed to carry on a twofold program of polio prevention using vaccine and a patient aid program continuing help everywhere to children and adults stricken by polio and still needing assistance. Last spring, the new Salk vaccine was tested in nationwide field trials involving almost two million children. The results of these trials are being evaluated now, a study underwritten by March of Dimes Funds. To make sure that supplies of the vaccine are available, the National Foundation has taken the financial risk of committing funds in advance to keep polio vaccine production lines in operation. There will be enough polio vaccine available for possible use this spring for at least nine million children. But your financial support is desperately needed. Send dimes and dollars to your local March of Dimes headquarters. Miss Ogilvy will have McGee's diet typed up in another couple of minutes, Molly. Well, you can be sure of one thing, Doctor. I'll make good and sure he sticks to it. Yeah, but if you're going to sit there eating all kinds of delicious, fattening foods all the time while I sit and stare at a minced turnip or something, I don't think I can stand it. Oh, I'll arrange it so you won't see anything that tempts you. Have to eat our meals separate, I guess. I better eat my meals up in my lonely room, I guess. I'll be brave, though. I'll, I'll get along. That is the toughest part of dieting, of course, watching other people having fun with a knife and fork. Say, an idea just hit me, Molly. Oh? You know, you'd be helping your old man a lot if you just ran a diet kitchen for a week. You know, don't serve anything but the diet menu for McGee, yourself, and anyone else who drops in. Oh, you, uh, you mean you want me to go on that diet, too? Oh, just for one reason, of course, to help us get some of the lard off little belt stretcher here. He's about ten pounds too heavy, and that's bad for his health. The longer the belt line, the shorter the lifeline, you know. <laughs> well, 
I would like to help any way I can, of course, but... Uh... That's the way she's always been, Doc. Always ready to do anything. Make any sacrifice at all for me. Yes, but, uh... Come in, Miss Ogilvie. Here's the diet you asked for, Doctor. Thank you. Now, here's what you can eat for the next week. Let me see that. There you are. Sauerkraut juice, skim milk, thin slice broiled codfish with parsley, one sprig. Lunch, pot cheese, black coffee, one cup, quartered carrot. Dinner, lean stuffed pepper, cauliflower with imitation cheese sauce, water-packed rhubarb. Oh, no. Oh, look here. Raw spinach salad, no egg. Fresh elderberries with topping of whipped sugarless sweetener and powdered skimmed milk. Not to mention broiled grapefruit halves with mint leaves. Ooh. Holy smoke, Doc. What are you trying to do, starve me to death? This ain't enough to keep a canary from falling off his perch. Are you sure this isn't an infant's diet, Doctor? No, no. I worked that diet out myself, and it contains sufficient nutriment for a grown person to live on comfortably. Oh, is that so? Well, could you? Of course I could. Anyone could. Well, then I'm going to suggest what I've been itching to for years now. Doctor, cure thine own self. What do you mean, cure myself? I'm not sick. Neither am I, you big faker. And if I got to live on shredded carrots and stuffed parsley to lose ten pounds, what about you and that basketball you're trying to smuggle under your vest? Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm a different case. I, I'm a too, uh, busy person to diet while running all over town taking care of... I mean, I have to grab meals on the run. I... I have to eat wherever I can. Miss Tuttleson was saying just the other day, McGee, that he'd be very handsome if he lost about 30 pounds. I can't go on a diet, Molly. My mother's going out of town for a couple of weeks. I've got no housekeeper. have to eat at the restaurant. Not at you... all, Doctor. You just come right over and have your meals at our house. We'd I... love to have you. Sure we would. And we'll serve you the same stuff our doctor tells us to eat. we got a very fine physician. One of the best. But And our doctor recommends, let's see, poached bamboo shoots, sliced thin, Tomato surprise. <clears throat> the surprise is there's nothing in the tomato but tomato. And rutabaga puree. Now, wait. Look, kid. I don't I... think you should go on a diet if the doctor himself has no confidence in what he tells you to do, McGee. Do you? But you... Of course not. Especially when we offer to board him free. But I suppose maybe he don't want to be around when we find out his dead red diet is no good. No good? This is a wonderful diet. I worked it out myself, and I... Look, McGee, I'll bet you $10 it'll take off 10 pounds in a week. With you trying it, too, huh? Well... Of course the doctor will try it, McGee. It's his diet. Why, sure. In fact, I wouldn't mind getting in on this myself. Might even be good for me to take off a few pounds. Not that I need to, of Hey, course. wait a second. Well, let's make this a pool. You got 10 bucks in your pin money, kiddo? Good. Okay. What are you doing with my buzzer? I'm calling Miss Ogilvy. Yeah, here she comes. Come in. Yes, Dr. Gamble? Ask Mr. McGee. He's the doctor. Here, Miss Ogilvy. You're to hold this 20 bucks from us, and Dr. Gamble will give you his 10. We're all going on a diet for a week. You weigh us now, and the one who loses the most weight by next week wins the pot. And to make it more interesting, everybody's got to swear not to get on a scale all week long. That's all right by me. I can Good do that. for me, too. <laughs> what are you laughing about, Miss Ogilvy? I was just thinking, aren't we little devils? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fibber and Molly will be right back. 
Have you discovered Dial Shampoo? It's the new shampoo that does something exciting to your hair. Listen. Sparkle, sparkle your hair too. Sparkles after Dial Shampoo. Dial Shampoo gives your hair clean. Dial Shampoo gives your hair sheen. Diamond sparkle, that's for you. When you use Dial Shampoo. Yes, your hair will have that diamond sparkle look the very first time you use Dial Shampoo. This new shampoo is specially made to give your hair a priceless sheen, an extra brightness. With Dial Shampoo, you get loads of lanolated lather. It's a creamy, rich lather, gentle but thorough. And it leaves your hair soft and easy to manage. Buy Dial Shampoo in the unbreakable squeeze bottle. Diamond sparkle, that's for you when you use Dial Shampoo. Dial Shampoo. What are you doing, McGee? Just marking some figures down on the calendar for this diet contest. Doc, 237 and a half. McGee, 170. Molly, 139. Oh, you didn't have to mark it down. I wouldn't forget. Besides, didn't you see Miss Ogilvy write it down when she weighed us? No, did she? Yes, and she did it in ink. Not with a light pencil like you. Well, you're not accusing me of maybe wanting to change the numbers later, maybe, are you? <laughs> what do you think? Hmm. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Marion Richmond as Miss Ogilvy. This is John Wall saying don't forget to tune in again tomorrow night to find out how the McGees and Dr. Gamble stick to their new low-calorie diet. If you're on a diet yourself, you'll need something like this to cheer you up. And if you're not, aren't you lucky? Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.